everybody and welcome to episode number 47 of In My Mug on Monday the 5th of October 2009. My name's Steve Layton and I am incredibly grateful as always for you taking time out to come and kind of join in and taste some coffee with me so thank you very much. Um, last week's ouch, wasn't very good, I know the sound was terrible but you know I watched it a couple of times and I went no, this is just funny. This is just something a little bit different. And when it comes to make the best of in my mugs, that's going to be all over it. <laughs> so, back to normal today. Back to a sensible environment. Back to the bar here at Has Been. Um, I was going to do one day because I've been down in London for the past couple of days. But I thought, no, I want to do one back here because this is kind of getting back to the roots of it. And getting back to the coffee, which I don't want to make it a frivolous kind of, you know, it is all about this coffee. So... Um, ooh, comments, start with the comments, um, as I said, not going to read everybody's comments out, but I do read every single one of them and I really look forward to them, so please keep the comments coming. Um, Colin and Landlegs asked, and, and um, uh, Richard asked, did I get, uh, did I catch any fish? No, we didn't catch any fish. Um, but Colin did say, uh, coffee certainly very interesting, again from the descriptions, probably not a coffee I would particularly go for and that's what in my mug is meant to be all about it's trying things that you may not otherwise try so i think that's brilliant that that you did uh, and he actually says yeah benefit the subscription takes you places you would not necessarily go uh, i do like it and i think it would grow me even more it is a strange coffee and i know i had a lot of emails from people saying the beans were quite large and difficult to fit down the grinder but i think it is one that can kind of it just gives you something different that you may not have experienced before, so uh, that, I think that's the main reason I like it. And um, Keith Perry said, "I know that coffee tastes different when brewed by different methods, but why is it why why is it that um, this coffee came alive in the Chemex, but was a little subdued in the Jura uh, espresso machine?" Uh, just taking on the subscription and really looking forward to the next instalment, which is today. Um, yeah, that's the beauty again of coffee that the brewing method has such an impact. You know, you buy a bottle of wine and you get that glass of wine exactly how the winemaker wanted you to you to taste it. Um, coffee, there's so many more variables. You know, you can take a coffee and it can taste 20 different ways in 20 different brewing methods. But it does lead me kind of on to the next one, which isn't a comment as such. It was from the forum that we talked about last week. Forum link coming up below. The forum is kind of an idea that's come from the In My Mug subscriptions. So when I was reading through, I saw Carbon Man uh, leave a leave a, a, a post saying, um, after some opinions really. I normally, for my mug of coffee, use the AeroPress, which the AeroPress we all love, a uh, very, very great brew method. Um, generally prefer it to the French press and find it quicker and less hassle than the filter machine. Just wondering what your opinions are on the Chemex. It's a tool that's missing from my coffee arsenal and I'm thinking about getting one, but not sure whether it's going to be much different from the filter machine stroke AeroPress. Any comments and opinions? Um, and Andy H, Roland Glue, Robson Barista and Dordles left comments on there too saying, yeah, we'd kind of like to know what the differences are. So what we're going to do today, we're going to brew up in the Chemex and I'm going to take you through step by step my method of how I use a Chemex. Um, not prescribing, but just telling you why it's different and kind of getting in there. So that's what we're going to do today. Now I haven't had a very good shot on these ones, but oh, missed, completely missed. Okay. Mug we're going to talk about today uh, is from my friend, Mr. Colin Harmon. I'm going to see if I can get a bit closer with that one. Typical Irish 
that it's all like this in Dublin because I was there last weekend as you saw on the boat cockles and mussels alive alive oh um, yeah it's a cool mug uh, reason I'm using this one this week Colin gave me this ages and ages ago but um, I've just released this this month's Tampa Tantrum that we do with Colin so again link below I'm going to get this tack off before I'm brewing it um, and I thought it'd be nice to kind of tie in so you know yeah, if you don't have enough Leighton in your life and video, online video blogs then there's another opportunity. Listen, I'm going to pop you on pause because I've got a lot to do with this coffee to get it all ready and get going. But I also want to set up another camera so you can get an, an, an in-shot of the, what's happening with the brewing, the brewing method there. So um, give me two minutes. You won't even think it's that. And I'll be back. Okay, so I'm back. Um, I, there's going to be another pause yet because I've got to do stuff, but we, we will get there with this. So, um, coffee I'm talking about today is uh, El Salvador La Illusion uh, Bourbon. Coffee that we reviewed around about episode 7, something like that I think it was. And uh, it was before the subscription, but that was also the Cup of Excellence lot. This is something that we've taken on to the next step, so it's a new crop been with us around about oh I don't know five weeks or so so you know pretty pretty damn new. Um, La Illusion is a farm on the Santa Ana volcano uh, in El Salvador. It's got an absolutely fantastic elevation. We're looking around about 1800 meters um, above sea level which is phenomenal. I mean you really are getting into kind of this coffee's not going to grow if you go too much higher elevation because of the temperatures. Um, the farm produces 70% red bourbon, 25% yellow bourbon, and 5% katuri, which um, doesn't feature in this coffee. This is 100% bourbon, but it does have a mixture of red and yellow, uh, red and orange bourbon. Sorry, not yellow bourbon, orange bourbon. Um, so there is a mix of that in here. Something really uh, quite exciting that I may have a word and ask Ernesto if he can do next year is perhaps look at separating that orange bourbon from the red bourbon like we did with El Bosque but that's for another year this year this is what we've got um, we originally bought coffee from Ernesto from his farm called Alaska in the Cup of Excellence 2006 uh, loved that coffee so much we're desperate to get it here that was 100% orange bourbon um, but because of some politics and some stuff that went on we couldn't get that lot so when I went to El Salvador last year and was there for the Cup of Excellence and saw that Ernesto won and he very kindly took us up to the farm, it was like we're getting this coffee regardless. I'm going to pop a couple of pictures up on the screen now of, uh, of the farm and, and meeting Ernesto there and just kind of having a wander around. Absolutely stunning place and, and, a, and a very, very beautiful farm. So coffee that we've got here is a very lightly roasted coffee, medium-ish. Now, kind of certainly nowhere near oils and nowhere near second crack. You see from the photos that I'm showing you the roast here, it's uh, a beautiful looking bean. Um, for such a small outturn, and the farm only produces around about 60, 70 bags, um, I'm amazed at how, he, how Ernesto's enabled to keep the quality there um, in the size of bean, the screen size, but also the, the, the green is just amazing. It's really, really good to roast and very good to work with. So, time for snozzer in the bowl. Oh, okay. Just every time I come to El Salvador coffees, there's something about them that just screams sweetness at me. You can smell the sweetness. Um, maybe it's because it's a Bourbon as well. You know, 70% of the coffee grown in El Salvador is Bourbon. Um, it's amazing. 
it's just very aromatic. It's got a real floral component to it, and I'm kind of thinking along the lines of jasminey kind of um, coffee, you know, coffee bloom flower. What's the word I'm looking for? Coffee blossom. That kind of smell. It's amazing. Ah, it smells lovely. So great aroma. What I'm going to do now is we're going to go through how we use the Chemex before we get into the grinding and all of those things. So what I'm going to do is just get my hot water here, which is on my new kettle, which is running around, around about 40, uh, 95 degrees C. Doing a little bit of measuring with it, and I'm actually quite pleased. Um, been very pleased with it so far. So what I'm doing here is I'm washing my filter paper. If you use a Chemex, you should always, always wash the paper. What this also does is it heats the vessel that it's going into, so that vessel's getting nice and warm. So I'm running through around about, I'm gonna run through around about a litre of hot water just to warm this up. Now this is an eight cup Chemex. Obviously if you're using one of the other sizes, you'll need to make it, you know, make adjustments. Great thing about this kettle as well is because it's see-through, it actually has measurements on it. So because I'm only warming the paper, I don't need to be precise. I'm not doing it through the scales. Okay, so that's nice and washed, wet and warm, and around about a litre gone through there. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to pop you on pause, I'm going to set up the other camera, I'm going to grind the coffee, and I'm going to come back and we're going to go through the way, that I, uh, the way that I brew with it. So again, back in a second. Okay, so I'm back. Now what you can see from down in the corner there is uh, I've got a, a separate camera running with the thing on there. Just showing you basically I've got 30 grams of coffee in this bowl here. So, um, yep, 30 grams there. So what we're going to do is whack the Chemex onto there. Going to tear it off. Going to whack the coffee into there. See, showing again, 30 grams. Going to tear that off again. Now we've got the kettle, which is just off the boil here, which is the say working quite accurately. Been quite pleased. Now what I'm going to do is start the timer and just wet a little bit of the grinds. Now you can't see this, um, but what's happening there is it's blooming. Now the coffee is incredibly fresh. Uh, it's only a couple of days old, so it, it's blooming quite a lot. What we're aiming for with the timer here. Is on the timer we're looking for an extraction of around about uh, three to four minutes. Um, we've got only a little bit of water in there so far. What we want to do is give it around about 45 seconds just for that initial bloom part to kind of get going and then we're going to start adding the water. So where we are, 30, 39, 40, 41, 42. <laughs> right, now the way I add the water is I add the water to the middle. Okay, now I need to keep an eye on my scales to make sure I get the water right. So for 30 grams of coffee, I'm aiming for around about uh, 500 grams of water, which should be just short of that, but I'm gonna go for 500 grams just for the sake. So as I say, I'm putting it, pouring it straight into the center. Sorry for the not being able to walk and chew gum. Bang on 500. So there we go. So look at the time. We've got 1 minute 32. What we really ideally want is that to be drained through within 3 to 4 minutes. Um, 
point out, what else shall I tell you about this coffee? Um, Ernesto has kind of almost become a, a, a friend there. We've swapped a few emails backwards and forwards. And if you look on the last one, there's a part in the comments where he actually came and left a comment. So I'm hoping he does it again because that kind of made my year last year. <laughs> Um, the coffee's not cheap, you know, but then award-winning coffee isn't. Bear in mind this was £15 last year, this year it's uh, £8 um, and obviously we're going to give you a voucher off code for this a bit later on, so this is, this is quality, quality coffee. Um, right, we're halfway through, everything seems to be working quite nicely at the minute with it, so we're all good there. Um, Chemexes. What's the difference between a Chemex, a filter maker, uh, and an AeroPress? Well, they're all slightly different. With the filter brewer, you don't have control of where the water's going. You also don't necessarily have the, the, the time where you have that, all that water extracting in there, so it's hitting, you know, normally spitting through, so it's not kind of coming through at the same time. This gives you a little bit more control on the brewing process. Um, it also, compared to the AeroPress, gives you a slightly less concentrated drink. Now I know you can work with smaller amounts with the AeroPress, or you can dilute it afterwards, but it just again affects the way that it tastes. Better than a French press? French presses are very accessible, they're very easy to buy, they're cheap, they're convenient, you know, all of those things. Again, I just think it gives you a slightly different extraction time because you have all of that time of the coffee being in contact with the water for the whole four minutes. Some of this hasn't been in contact with the water for that whole time, so it's just slightly, slightly different. So we're on three minutes 20 there. You know, this is gonna be touch wood. And believe it, you've gotta believe me on this one. This is a one time only um, take on this. This is our first take and only take. We don't do retakes. Um, it looks like it might be fairly bang on. Now, what I will take is I'll show you a picture now on the screen. This is after we've finished the recording. I've taken a picture here of the way that the coffee has has drained through and what you'll see it's stuck to the sides because of the way of pouring the water in the centre it's made it stick to the sides a little bit more on there um, and I'm very pleased with that so there we are we're on four minutes you can see we've got a couple of drips dripping through but I'm quite pleased with that so into the bin so there we have a brewed Chemex so take that away <laughs> Let's get into the cup. So again, thank you to Colin for the cup. I know it's taken me a fair few, uh, fair few of these episodes to actually find get round to using it, but I thought it was really good just to celebrate our, uh, our, our Tampa Tantrum episode, the fifth, um, which is, uh, I think for me, probably our best one yet. Incredibly geeky. We get really into uh, the mojo and extraction and talking about the whole brewing ratio stuff, which. I thought was incredibly interesting, um, but then, yeah, that, that's because I'm a geek, I guess. So, let's dive into the cup. Let's smell, first of all, get anything on the aroma. So again, I'm getting that sweetness. Um, I, there's de you can definitely tell there's going to be some acidity in there because you're getting the acidity come off. Um, you know, you're kind of smelling that citrusy, uh, kind of juicy fruit uh, kind of smell. Okay, the first thing that hits you is, and I said it last time when we cooked it, and I say it every time I drink it, you get this kind of like a fruit salad sweet. You know those sweet, penny sweets you'd have as a kid, you get blackjacks and fruit salads. This is like fruit salad sweets. It's almost like an artificial sweetness, which is, 
I like, I think. I think I like. And, and you know, it's it, it's kind of cool. And it's almost like a bubbly gum sweetness. It seems just very false. So I'm not saying it tastes like bubble gum. I'm not gone that weird yet. But it has that kind of false sweetness to it, which is, you know, kind of unusual. Then you get into this citrus party. There's a bit of lemon in there. There's definitely some peach. I mean, apricot. That kind of whole soft yellow-orange fruit kind of thing going on. Um, then it just mellows out. It just feels like a grown-up cup of coffee. A grown-up cup of coffee. Which, you know, th this is a thinking man's coffee. This isn't something that you're just going to chuck together. And you certainly wouldn't give it something the first time. Because I think it has a level of complexity um, that could scare a lot of newbies to coffee. But what it does... It just excites me every time I drink it because I just get these wonderful flavours going on. And it makes me evaluate the cup every time I drink it, which can be good and bad. But, as always, you don't believe me because you think I'm a terrible liar and you want to try it yourselves. Well, we're going to do that. We're going to pop a pound off voucher below. That's going to be valid for the next month, so it'll expire end of, end of October. Um, I think it's a stunning coffee and I really would love you to try it. I'd love to see your comments. I'd love to see your comments on the forum because there's also a place on the forum where we can talk about these and perhaps have more of a two-way conversation going on. Because, um, you know, sometimes comments, you know, that's exactly what it is. Um, thank you ever so much for the feedback on the forum. Thank you very much for the feedback on the last episode. I'll never ever do one on a boat again. Cubs and a scout's promise and all that stuff. And, um, yeah. Life is too short for uh, fruit salad sweets. <laughs> See you soon.